welcome into I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting, the self-proclaimed 43rd best Bama podcast on the internet. Here are your hosts, Tom Sims and Jason Tiffin. Is that the way you want to read? Man, Hey there, welcome in to the latest episode of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. Half of your host team, Jason Tiffin, with the other half being Tom Sims as always. And before I let Tom do any talking, uh, this is going to be a very interesting episode. You know, Tom has COVID, and uh, I I don't want to spoil it because his voice is, uh, I've never heard him like this. He's got a tough go at it. I know some people that just had it. Mild symptoms and no symptoms with Tom does not fall in that fortunate category. He he has it pretty rough. So we've got Tom uh, struck limping in, and we've got me who made a 780-mile round trip Saturday to Sunday to New Orleans on the motorcycle. I watched absolutely zero plays of college football this weekend, so we're going to attempt to do a college football podcast. So, Tom, bring us in. Wow. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> le- setup, bud. <laughs> <clears throat> <coughs> I feel like uh, Tiger Woods in hole 12 on uh, Sunday. Um, of course, you didn't watch any football. I didn't, watch, didn't, anything. Watch, any I didn't watch any either. sports. Yeah. He took a cool 10, I believe, on hole 12. Uh, you hate but, to see uh, it. But you know where I think I screwed up with this whole COVID thing is that I didn't get the second confirming positive. I should have I shipped my sample off somewhere to a lab in Florida and got a second confirming. I mean, I probably wouldn't have been out here suffering the past two weeks if I'd have got a negative. That sucks. <laughs> <clears throat> well, um, <laughs> I know we're, uh, I know we're going to jump into several things, but I guess I'm going to, I'm going to lead off with a commentary because, you know, that's all I've been doing for the last week is trying to figure out what kind of commentary I could come up with. <laughs> For uh, a, a, a Monday night podcast, but and to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't come up with one. But I, I titled it in such a manner, and when I say in such a manner, I called the thing a week around the horn in the SEC. There was actually a lot of news in the uh, in the SEC this week that I wanted to just briefly touch on because, frankly, uh, a lot of it uh, needed uh, need need some touching up on. You know, we usually don't get into some of this stuff because. We are concentrating so much on games. We know that's going to be the weak spot of our podcast tonight. <laughs> I mean, for a couple reasons. One, because you didn't uh, watch any. <laughs> but, but but two, there are really no good games. I mean, you know, the, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of postponements and and rescheduling that went down this weekend. There were no ranked teams versus ranked teams. So anyway, I thought I'd touch on the news a little bit. Um, first off, I mentioned Tiger blowing up on 10. Congratulations to JT, Roll Tide. Finished fourth at the Masters. I don't know if you watched – did you watch any of the Masters? Uh, I didn't Dustin watch Johnson anything, cruised. dude. Yeah, he's so good, man. I mean, he really is. It's, you got all the best players in the world out there, and he just looked on another level. Um, it's really good. But uh, but JT made a good run there at the end to getting alone, uh, alone at fourth. Does five hundred fifty-two thousand dollars seem like enough to finish fourth at the Masters? Not bad. 
it's not it's not a bad money for sure it just seems like that should be a bigger person that i don't know maybe that's just me they the problem with golf in all the tournaments is that they they uh they spread the money too thin you know everybody gets paid that makes the cut i understand that but man it's uh it should be more top heavy in my opinion but nonetheless um also a&M has already announced, and I think this was announced today, their game with Ole Miss is postponed this weekend. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. Uh, I actually did. So so they got postponed last weekend. They're postponed this weekend, which which now means that unless something happens and Alabama blows up down the stretch and doesn't make the SEC championship game, that there will be several games played on SEC championship game weekend, it appears. Mm-hmm. Uh, that are not not in the title game, and this this could be one of them. A and M and Ole Miss. Uh, I think Saban's advocating for a doubleheader if we can get uh, Florida in the morning and LSU that evening. We'll see how that goes. <clears throat> also today, Muschamp, or was that yesterday? I think he got cut loose yesterday, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so Muschamp got cut loose yesterday. You know, there's a lot of talk beginning this uh, season that all the coaches' jobs were safe. That is definitely not the case. No. Nope. Pandemic be damned. <laughs> uh, pa- <coughs> Excuse me. That was good timing there. Uh, but but Muschamp is, you know, I thought he hung on a couple years longer than he, he probably should have anyway. He's never He's never really gotten over a hump, per se, He's just been, I guess he's been a he's been a perfect South Carolina coach. I mean, he he did the exact same thing that that Holtz did, and the same thing that Spurrier did, which was, you know, they had some some sparks of uh, uh, of of really good teams just briefly flash in the pans, but for the most part, he was mediocre, and then for the parts that he wasn't mediocre, he definitely wasn't good. He was bad. And nobody likes that. Nobody likes to be mediocre to bad. They could be mediocre to good. Mediocre to bad sucks, and that's where he was at. So you got to think this is Hugh Freeze's job to lose. I don't think uh, I don't think South Carolina would have any quarrels bringing him in. We'll see. My guess is is they wanted to be out there ahead of the curve and have a choice of coaches and. Uh, they're the first major one out of the box, I think. Harbaugh will soon be right behind him, I'm afraid, though. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, two more <clears throat> quick things. Uh, they also announced today that LSU and uh, Ogeron, I know LSU's irrelevant uh, as far as we're going, but they're facing some serious sexual allegations down there, not between the players, but in, among the players, <laughs> I think. Um, so... There's multiple players involved, and uh, who knows how that's going to shake out. But it seems like there were some serious um, ignoring the facts, serious non-investigative work down there by the uh, LSU staff, coaching staff, and compliance department. You know, we've said it multiple times on here. They sort of sold everything out that they could for, for last year, and I don't, frankly, I don't think they care. I think they're still living last year's dream season and whatever somebody wants to do to poke holes in this and that and 
put them on future probation. There, you you can see it already this year. There's no interest in anything else. They they've done their job, and and it'll be another five years before they get upset again about not winning. So, we'll see. And lastly, this this little screwy pandemic. I noticed today that eight. UT assistant football coaches declined to take pandemic pay cuts. Uh, they apparently were trying to uh, generate some money from lost revenue on the season, and it was quote unquote optional for the assistant football coaches to take the pay cut. And yo, lo and behold, each one of them declined the option and decided for their full paycheck. So, ah, there's that helping your old school out. Actually, I said each one of them. That is not true. There were two assistants, both former UT players, T. Martin and I forget the other one that was there. Jay they Graham. did. Is that who it was? Yeah, so they decided coach. to take the cut for the good of the school. But with no ties to the university, the rest of them said, yeah, I just soon take my whole paycheck. My guess is they're thinking – yeah, they may need that after the season that uh, that they're having, and and and, uh, and they may not have a job next year. So that's the week around the horn in the SEC. I hope you enjoyed it, buddy. I did, I did, and I. This is like we said. This is going to be an odd podcast. Um, I, I think it's going to be more me and you just talking. I, I like what you did because I I want to respond to a good bit of it, and I think it's going to bleed over into some of our winners and losers. So. Uh, the LSU stuff is very concerning, and, and I mean, you nailed it. They have uh, they sold their soul for 2019. No, that trophy will not be taken away. That uh, that Heisman will not be taken away. Has there ever been a Heisman? Okay, Reggie Bush lost his Heisman, and did OJ Simpson? Did he lose his Heisman? No, I don't think OJ lost. I his. don't. I don't know how you could after he was found uh, not guilty in a court of law. I think Reggie lost his and whatever, you know. But as long as Joe Burrow is not mentioned in those uh, sexual assault claims, they're not going to lose their Heisman. They're not going to lose their national championship. They don't care. They're not Alabama. They're not a blue blood. Uh, you know, they're going to have. They're always going to have good teams because the Louisiana talent pool for a state their size, which is. Only I would say only bigger than Alabama due to New Orleans, um, the you know the city of New Orleans. Out you take away that that uh, ep- epicenter of population, and then you take away you know Birmingham or Mobile or whoever. I bet our population matches up pretty well. But man, they have gaboodles athletes every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're always going to be good, but they're never going to be Bama, um, Ohio State. Uh, Florida State back in the heyday, you know, Clemson currently, uh, Notre Dame possibly currently. They're, and so, yeah, give them a title. You know, now they have won um, three titles in the 2000s. You know, one with Saban, one with Les Miles, one with Ogeron. So they're happy with that. That, that equals out to one every 6.33, repeating, of course, years. And uh, if they're back in the hunt in 2000 and uh, what would it be 25 26 27 range they'll be perfectly fine with that but yeah, it that is ties uh, them with clemson I, absolutely yeah it does and um <clears throat> you know the the concerning part is uh you know that's what i think that's what you get with ogeron which leads me into part of our losers the only reason lsu made their losers column this time they've gotten too many losses it's the contact tracing and i believe that lsu contact trace their way 
out of a beatdown by Bama. And I, I, I say that based on, yes, reading the chit-chat boards. But here they had four positive cases. And here's the deal. Like, I think you look at the discipline teams. Who do you consider discipline teams? I consider Alabama to be very disciplined with their head coach, and it trickles down. I consider, even though Dabo is a different animal, you know, he dances, he has pizza parties, he's very disciplined with his players. Apparently, Ryan Day, who I poked fun of last year, has turned into be a very good coach, a very good program manager. Uh, those three teams have not had any cancellations due to COVID based on their end. Now, you know, Bama, of course, had a game canceled due to LSU. Ohio State had a game canceled due to Maryland. But look at, you know, the, I, I firmly believe in Lane Kiffin called Ogeron out on it. You can contact Trace your way out of any game you want to this year. No, they're not going to question it. Trevor Lawrence had COVID. You cannot tell me he was not around some players when he was, even though he was asymptomatic, or I think he was asymptomatic the whole time. You cannot tell me he was not around some players. They could have contact traced their way out of that Notre Dame game, but you know what? They didn't because they wanted to play. And that is, I think that's what you're going to see. The teams who have nothing left to play for, LSU, Mississippi State. I mean, uh, there's a host of teams have absolutely nothing to play for this year. I don't I don't blame their players for going to Halloween parties. I don't blame their players for breaking out of their, you know, somewhat self-imposed bubble, but it sucks for the teams that have everything to play for. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Florida, Notre Dame. You know, it's gonna it's gonna hurt the sport, but uh but I, I feel like LSU is just a you know what you get with Coach O, and this is what you get with Coach O. You get sexual assault and you get contact tracing and canceling the biggest game. I mean, man, CBS took a bath on Saturday night. They had to. They should they, use those contact tracing skills on the sexual assaults. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> Score one for the guy with COVID. Bazinga. <laughs> All right. So we've, uh, I've, that's enough about the uh, commentary. Very good uh, to be uh, about running at 65. Point eight percent of capacity, Tom. That was outstanding. So let's get to winners and losers. Winners, I've got Florida. I've got Notre Dame. I've got Indiana slash Oregon. Oregon out of the Pac-12. I'll let you lead us off, and I'll add what I can. I was out of it Saturday night pretty roughly. Now, I I, I, I muscled up to the, uh, I say the TV. I don't even have the strength. I've got, I just moved into a new house, as you know. I haven't even been able to set up my um, football viewing area like I would want it, although I have it functional. But I had zero strength to get upstairs to actually watch a game. I've yet to watch a game in that area. Um, I've been in here for three weeks. So I watch football on my laptop all day Saturday. And uh, Saturday night when Florida and Arkansas were playing, which – was believe it or not the best matchup game of the day that's how bad the uh, Saturday game was and we had mentioned that last week that Florida being 17 point favorites over the toughest uh, game left on their schedule it wasn't going to be pretty not only for the rest of uh, Florida's opponents this season but also for this weekend's game and and that was the case so it was late Saturday and I'd had a, a, a all the football that I could, you know, it was like eating your vegetables. It wasn't anything good and nothing was good, but you just kept stuffing them down. Well, I got a text from my good friend, 
top dog late Saturday that I didn't get to see until Sunday. And I haven't <coughs> I haven't actually responded to him because I saved it for this Monday night podcast because I know he's one of our nice l- listeners. And this is going to be a sex- segment I like to call Shade for Top Dog. So <laughs> Top Dog, being the big Florida fan that he is, he immediately sends me a text after that Florida uh, beating Arkansas and said that the... Anium loss was a fluke. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I got thinking about that. I was like, man, it was just Arkansas, top dog. Settle down. <laughs> and I went back and looked, giving the benefit of the doubt. Texas AM won every statistical category in that uh, AM Florida game. They outrushed them, they outpassed them, they outscored them, they had more time of possession. possession. It was, <coughs> excuse me. It was it was far from a fluke. I'm not saying that they would the game would replicate itself, but that was not a fluke game. Uh, as a matter of fact, you had called for it in that game too, and you were correct. And then even on Saturday, Florida won the game comfortably against Arkansas, and they looked good on on uh, offense. They did. Uh, they come off a Georgia game. I was a little afraid they'd have a little letdown, but Trask threw TDs left and right again. Uh, they, uh, they took care of the business. But, as we've seen time and again, you know, they did have some and continue to have some holes on the offense or on defense. Arkansas ground up over 200 yards uh, of rushing offense. Their passing game, as it has been all year, as it was non-existent. They didn't do a very good job there. But, uh, but they did grind out some yards. And, you know, they had a couple breaks not go their way and, and – that, that game was not over until uh, until midway through the third quarter. Uh, it was 14, and Arkansas had the ball in the third, but they, they couldn't get over the 14-point hump. And, and I guess that's my synapsis, and that's my my uh, what I like to call, too, is shade for top dog. <laughs> yeah, I actually did watch one play. We were eating at Mr. B's, and uh, I saw in the mirror, because Misty did not let me sit facing the TV, um, I saw Florida kicking an extra point, so I knew they had scored. But outside of that, uh, and and that's you know what's funny is I I just I wrote down what I knew. I said they smoked Arkansas, and then the next sentence I said, "How good is Arkansas? They're better than expected for sure." But I mean, come on, dude, let's pump the brakes. They're not uh they're not a uh, and M. They're not Georgia, and, and uh, which I know Florida just beat Georgia rather handily, but still, it's uh, it's 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 still a team that was picked to finish seventh in the West, and uh, they're they're not that good. Yeah, um, I did get to see the Notre Dame Boston College game uh, in its entirety on Saturday. That's back when I had full wind in my sails early on. Uh, I thought that might be a a shot for Boston College to win win that game, and I was uh, I was convinced in about halfway through the first quarter that there was no shot for them because that quarterback for Boston College on Saturday, if he's always that bad, I don't know how they've won four games. If he was just as bad Saturday just for the one time, he was purposely throwing the game. The guy was throwing the balls 20 yards short of a receiver who was on a 25-yard pass pattern. I mean, it's uh, it's really – it was terrible. I hadn't seen quarterback play 
that bad in a long time. As a matter of fact, I've seen better arms on a soccer field. Uh, Notre Dame lost three fumbles on Saturday and wasn't challenged at all from the uh, Boston College defense. But Boston College, you know, still made it a game, only lost by 14, but still they were absolutely atrocious on offense. I know that's all news to you and you only saw the final, but the uh, Notre Dame did get the win, and I, I thought they had a at least a, a middling chance of losing. I didn't call for them to get beat outright, but I thought it could have been close, but it, it was not really. Yeah, I was I was just impressed that they won. You know, coming off the biggest win they've had, I guess since 1993, Florida State. And uh, and odd, oddly enough, they played Boston College the week after that and lost on a last-second field goal. But to go on the road, you know, and uh, have to get on a plane to go on the road because they don't have – well, they're in a conference this year, but their conference makes no sense because every team is a plane ride away. Um, yeah, I was I was impressed that they won coming off that big win over Clemson. And, you know, it. it the thing is, like we've talked about, Alabama, Ohio State, uh, I think now Florida and uh, Notre Dame, you're going to stay in the winner's column till you lose because it's 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 crazy times we're in. And we're going to re- – if you win a game, we're going to reward you. So that's why – and like you said, there were very few games to even choose from. So, you know, with Notre Dame, it's all going to come down to can they win the rematch against Clemson. And you know what? I think they can and I think they will. They are – Clemson is not the defensive team that we faced in 2018 and that uh, Ohio State – faced in 2019 and of course you know they got uh, Clemson got beat by the team of destiny LSU last year but I I just I I think Notre Dame wins that one our last two winners Indiana and Oregon I just you know Indiana gets to be relevant one more week I was prepared to take uh, Indiana on the as my top bet this week and I was talking to Daryl today I'm like what's the line 10 11 he said 21 so yeah (laughs) we won't be that's (laughs) that line is out of whack which means Ohio State is going to crush them, and uh, Oregon. You know they're just they're going to do what they can to try to make the CFP. I just don't know if they can rise up enough. They've not had any games canceled yet. Odds are they're going to. You know Alabama. All of your top teams have had a game canceled, with the exception of Clemson. Even Notre Dame had one canceled, didn't they? Early on, like week two, week three. Uh, yes, they did. So you know, I just don't think they're going to get enough games under their belt to. Uh, you know they they need they need Bama to win out, which knocks Florida out. They need um, Notre Dame to win out, which knocks Clemson out. And then of course Ohio State is in, barring something unforeseen. And that one spot, you know, do you give it to a seven or eight no uh, Oregon, or do you give it to a one loss A and M? And that well, they need A and M to lose another one, which very well could happen. So, yeah. uh, but they're going to stay in the winners bracket. They're the they're the Pac-12's you know great hope to get in. Mm-hmm. No, you're right, and and I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time there, too. Uh, they uh, uh, shut out – I mean, they're breaking a lot of records. They shut out Michigan State, I think. It's the first time they beat Michigan State there in, like, since 2001 or something. It's a, a lot of firsts for them. But, um, but, but their, their train comes to an end this weekend. They, they, they've got nothing left. And like you said, Pac-12 <clears> – <throat> There's still only two ranked teams out there, uh, and, and USC, they, they've spent two weeks in a row uh, lucky to be on the winning side of two games. They're 2-0, and but they're, uh, they're a short-lived 
undefeated team, I'm afraid. Colorado may have a decent shot of being ranked pretty soon, though. So uh, I don't know if Oregon plays them or not. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see how that plays out. There's not a lot of games uh, that are that are going to be played out there if, if they get one or two weeks of uh, cancellations like Big Ten and the SEC are experiencing now. Yeah, that leads us into our losers, which we've already covered pretty at, at length, the contact tracing. And uh, we've also got – we're going to cover the big – Should I tell my joke again? Uh, <laughs> yes, please, because I've already forgotten it. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Go I, wish I, had a, I wish I had a rim shot um, uh, noise on my phone. I would play it if you said it again. I do remember it. It was about the LSU, the contact tracing with the sexual assault. <laughs> Zinger from Tom. Uh, we've got uh, we're going to cover the Big Ten conference and being losers, and specifically Penn State, Michigan. Penn State is zero and four. Michigan lost again. I'm telling you, Ohio State. I think they're pretty safe. But if man, if they lose a game, even if they win their conference, like who? Because you're playing only conference games. Like who can they afford a loss to? Really, if they're going to lose, they need to lose to Indiana. And then I, I guess they – I don't know how they're doing, if they're doing the leaders and legends division or if they're just playing round robin. And I don't know how they're doing theirs this year. But I don't know that they can afford a loss, even if they win their conference championship, because the rest of the league is just so bad. Um, yeah, I don't think they can. Indiana – I don't know that Indiana's in their division. Are they east? It's east and west. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't think they are. I think that's a crossover. If it's a crossover, that might – well, they'll have a shot at redemption if they do lose to them, but um, but yeah, there's there's nothing left out there. Wisconsin is the only team that that has not been close to losing, and that's mainly because they keep delaying games. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it's a it's not much to pick from out there. And I tell you, I didn't put this on the sheet, but another loser was the are the fans of the SEC. I mean. Dude, I was – you know, you can hear your voice, you're weak because of COVID. I don't know if you can pick it up in my voice or not. But, dude, it's just – it was depressing. Like, I had – there's no way – if you'd have told me uh, six weeks ago, hey, man, LSU weekend, you're going to get on your Harley and ride. On Saturday, leave at uh, 8.45 from Red Bay, and you're going to miss the entire day of college football to go to New Orleans for a 16-hour trip and turn around and come right back. Like, there's no way I would sacrifice a college football weekend. But with Alabama and Auburn canceling, I'm like, man, I, I just don't want to watch anything. I'm so depressed. It's depressing that we're having to deal with this over – I mean, bro, the elections – let's get political for two seconds. The election's over. Uh, we don't have to use COVID for political purposes anymore. It is a 90 – for our age for – the, for the college age kids bracket, it's like a 99.9999933 repeating, of course, chance to live. And for mine and your age bracket, uh, we drop down to – I think we have a 99.27 chance to live. Like this is – this is nothing more than the flu. It lasts longer and it is easier to contract. Other than that, it's – basically the same thing from what you know the the research i think we have now uh, and it's just it, it sucked to be an sec fan this week because like you said florida arkansas game of the week wow what i don't know what the final was 20 28 plus points i believe so man maybe I, it's just like now 
It's kind of like when Nick Saban got hired at Alabama. I, I knew he was coming. I saw him get out of the limo or out of the uh, the SUV. I saw uh, the the blonde lady kiss him at the airport. But it was not. I was not going to consider him our coach till I saw him at the podium. You know, with his elephant tie on, and that finally happened. And that's the way now. Like, yeah, I'm excited about Kentucky this weekend, but I'm not gonna till I see the ball teed up and Bama and Kentucky on the field. I'm not getting my hopes up because it's just the you know I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, and we just hope it doesn't because there's it's slim pickings. It's slim pickings this week to start with. I mean, our game of the week for crying out loud is Big Ten Indiana versus Ohio State at Ohio State. So. um we can go ahead and get into that since I'm through whining about the the COVID. But uh, I've got Ohio State I winning, as I said earlier. Say what? No, go ahead. Go ahead on your game of the week. For okay. Well, I have I have Ohio State winning and winning big, like I said. Uh, I just don't have any respect for the Big Ten outside of the Ohio, of, of the Ohio State. And I guess the only silver I – I have not watched these teams. I know this, pity, Ohio, pity Indiana because – uh, Justin Fields is behind in the Heisman race. And I, I feel like coaches like Ryan Day and D- uh, Dan Mullen and maybe even Nick Saban, we'll see. I don't think he's going <clears> to <throat> fall in this category. Kind of wish he would at times. I just think it's going to be a race for who can win the Heisman this year. And, and we're going to do all we can to pump those numbers up. So I feel like Fields is going to have a, a field day, pun intended. The silver lining of Indiana being so good, we stole their strength and conditioning coach, and the, I guess sports scientist is what his title is. He's it's a two-headed monster. And I did a little bit of research on this. Nothing like, uh, you know, there's a reason we're the 43rd most popular Bama podcast. We're not going to do the research on this. I'm, I'm going to rely on Twitter and Wikipedia as my sources. But these guys, to hear everyone tell it, um, they were highly sought after by all the, a lot sources. of the NFL teams and, and college teams. And <clears throat> I just think that, I think that um, that you know they were gonna they they had their choice of college teams and they came to Alabama left Indiana they're both Indiana grads if I'm I'm not mistaken so if we can take a silver lining in in uh, in Indiana's success this year is we have two of their main pieces that were there for a number of years. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, actually a good point because I had forgotten they were from Indiana. Um, I'm not going to make any predictions on on that game based on that, though, because Ohio State will crush them this weekend and their their little season will come tumbling down. But, you know, the other thing that uh, I was disappointed in was your selection in the game of the week. Um, We could have went with – Auburn and Tennessee, for instance, or Vanderbilt and uh, – uh, is it Vanderbilt and Georgia? No, it's Vandy and uh, Florida, right? Yeah, big stuff. I, think so. right? I don't so know. I'm, we yeah. had some options there. You up for the Big Ten. So instead of me breaking down this game, I decided to tell you a quick little story of when I was in the mm-hmm. hospital room on uh, Friday <clears> – <throat> I heard a fella in the door, uh, room next door to me wake up and start screaming at the doctor that he couldn't feel his legs. And the, and the doctor replied back to him, I know, I had to amputate your arms. So there's there's that. <laughs> oh, another good one from Tom. I'm going to have to use these. 
<clears throat> All right. Yeah, I'm so, full of zingers tonight. Let's get into the bets uh, from last week. I went a robust zero and zero. I was the uh, the uh, what word am I looking for? Not chip in the purse, definitely. I was the uh, unfortunate beneficiary of uh, contact tracing. I had Ohio State game canceled. I had Texas A and M. Maybe I don't know whether it's written down or not, but uh, it was also canceled. And even my third game that I had was uh, was coveted out. So I'm zero and zero. What did you finish, Tom? Oh, coincidentally, I didn't win any either. <laughs> Were you coveted out, or did you actually down lose? Further than that. No, unfortunately, my team's played. Arkansas <laughs> lost for the first time. I rode the uh, the hog train, and they <clears throat> they could not keep it within 17. Mentioned earlier, they had some opportunities there in the second half, but they were way outmanned on the uh, offensive side of the ball. Trask had their way with them, so that was a big uh, a big L for me. And uh, the second team, oh, that was Kentucky. They they uh, they were favored by 17, I believe. They were up by 17 in the fourth and give up a couple of a garbage TDs there at the end and only won the game by three. So uh, Kentucky let me down there, uh, not covering against lowly Vanderbilt. So Vanderbilt there with uh, with two covers in a row and uh, cost me uh, uh, and and I went 0 and 2. So there you go, guys. Sorry about that. Tough break after what five and zero the previous week. If you included uh, one of another one of our games, we uh, go zero and two with a lot of cancellations. So, uh, all right, well let's get into bet. Let's turn that train around. Tom, you got first game up. Who you want? Who you like this week? I don't see how in the world Mississippi State can expect to score more than seven in their game against Georgia this weekend. I will take the Georgia Bulldogs minus the full and robust 25 points. Wow. That is a large line. All right, I've got a – I'm going to stick with Ohio State at minus 21, even though we normally stay away from the game of the week. I just – I think they cover. That line is out of whack, which means that Vegas knows something we don't. Ohio State's going to score early, score often. Justin Fields, big day. He's going to get back tied for the uh, – right now Trask is leading the Heisman at plus 150. Mack and uh, Justin Fields are backing up at plus 200, sharing second place. And that's what sucks about this season is, you know, it, what's freshest on our mind, and it's Trask. You know, if Florida gets COVID canceled this week and Mac Jones goes out and throws for four touchdowns against Kentucky, they'll be, you know, praising his name. But I'm going Ohio State minus 21 over Indiana. Okay, good play. My um, second game is going back to the well again. I will take Arkansas plus one over LSU. Uh, A lot of strange things going on here. This game actually opened up as an Arkansas two-point favorite and has flipped LSU minus one. Think about what I just said there. Arkansas went over in the SEC last year was predicted in that Vegas to go over again. Their over-under win total was zero or one. You know, if you got one, <laughs> you, you made money. Yeah. Um, they are, here we are in mid-November, favored over the defending national champions LSU. There's a lot of reasons just right there to take Arkansas 
regardless of what. And, and it's not like Arkansas is in the top ten. They're currently, what, uh, three and four, three yeah. and five, whatever whatever their record is. So, uh, and, and LSU, as we mentioned earlier, they have a lot of stuff going on in the background there anyway. But, but yeah, I like Arkansas to actually be a favorite over the defending national champions. I will take them. Yeah, I've got them actually favored. I don't know. I must have looked at the line wrong. I had Arkansas minus one and a half. That was my third game in case you took one of my first two. And I keep forgetting you're staying conference only. So, if I stay out of conference, I'm good. My second game, I've got Oregon minus 14 over UCLA. I just feel like Oregon has to win and win big to try to make the CFP. I don't think they can do it, but they're going to try their darndest and uh, think they're a pretty safe bet uh, until we see otherwise. So, um, but that wraps us up, Tom. It wasn't our best effort because uh, you're sick and I didn't watch any college football, but <laughs> maybe you learned something yeah, along the way. Yeah, we didn't run short on time. I'll give you <laughs> no, that. No, we didn't. <laughs> I never had to check my notes either because I didn't have nothing written down. But uh, <laughs> but we best will do better next time. Ever. We're gonna watch. Uh, we're gonna watch. I'm gonna watch college football this weekend, and uh, you know, I think I think it hurt us with Bama and Auburn both being off. What are you gonna talk about? You know, there's just so much that we we care about outside of Alabama and Auburn that uh, you know we're gonna struggle to come up with material. But hopefully, you learned something. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. And I'll tell you, we'll close with this. Uh, if you're traveling from Knoxville, Tennessee, to Auburn this weekend, I hope the stadium implodes because I hate t- both teams about equally. Wow, I hope COVID's in there. Take it easy, guys.